Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Latina Investors. So this is episode 61, and it is called the most expensive time of the year. So we're going to talk about holiday spending since we are in like full force and going into the holidays. Like today, when this episode drops, it is going to be Halloween, um, which kind of kicks off, I feel like, the holiday spending craze. So uh, Halloween for us is not a huge holiday. Um, we recently moved into our new house in 20, well, I said recently, but it's 2021. And our neighborhood is super big on Halloween. So prior to this, like I didn't really spend anything on Halloween, whereas now it's becoming a holiday that we do have to kind of account for a little bit just because we do get um, candy and maybe like put out some decor. Um, and then this year, the way that we're like, because we didn't have time to get decor, we didn't like make it a priority. The way that we're like decorating as we're projecting, um, one of the Harry Potter movies in onto our, like our house. So that when kids drive by, like the, the Harry Potter, like one of the movies is playing, which we thought would be fun. Um, and we're also giving out candy, but it is a huge deal. Like we're the neighborhood that like everybody comes to and that everybody specifically drives to because it just is so much fun. Like we were so not expecting it the first year that we moved in here. Um, and then we like just happened to like have a little bit of candy. We were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We totally didn't get the memo. Um, but now it's become like a really fun thing that we you know, just like enjoy and have friends over for. So that is going to be to, I guess, tomorrow at the time of this recording, but today when you're listening to it, but that kicks off, like I said, the start of the holiday season. So in this episode, we're going to talk about navigating the holidays without overspending, overgiving, or putting yourself into financial stress. So let's begin. So first let's kind of define like why this happens, right? And I think the biggest thing is that we live in a consumer-based society, right? Like we produce so that we consume. We go to work so that we can, you know, cover our costs of living, buy things, enjoy things. And this is just kind of the cycle that we're in. This is like part of like what makes our society run. And so we get stuck sometimes, I feel like, in this like cycle of like um, produce to consume, produce to consume. And sometimes it gets magnified and the holiday season is one of these times right gift giving spending more on food going to holiday activities like fall festivals pumpkin patches christmas festivals parades like light displays like all of these things happen in this like short time span and couple that with kind of like the holidays being presented as time that like you're supposed to, you know, spend with family or time to relax or wind down. This can kind of be a recipe for like giving yourself permission to let loose, just to enjoy the downtime of the holidays and spend time with family. And it can also be a recipe for overgiving and putting yourself in financial stress because of this like hyper magnification, is that a word, <laughs> of giving and consuming, right? So I'm going to talk about both the logistical side of planning and the emotional side of navigating the holiday season. So let's start with the logistics. The logistics is a plan that, for like what you see yourself spending during the holiday season, right? It's just like the logistics of everything. So I'm gonna break this into two sections. So section one is going to be like November and Thanksgiving. We're kind of skipping Halloween because at this point <laughs> after today, like we're done with that. So November and Thanksgiving, the two big events that happen in this month are Black Friday and Thanksgiving, okay? So I, wanna, I want you to take a piece of paper and put November slash Thanksgiving 
and then start with one bullet that says Black Friday. So Black Friday, I want you to write down all of the things or items that you need to get or that you've been meaning to get, right? And here's why I want you to do it at the beginning of November, because I want you to make decisions about what you need with your prefrontal cortex, right? Your prefrontal cortex is the part of your brain that makes the most like high level strategic decisions. It takes into consideration um, your future. It like is designed to help you really kind of thrive in the world, right? Your prefrontal cortex is the thing that like is a part of your brain that actually allows you to show up to, um, you know, going to the gym and your amygdala is the, is the part of your brain that's like, let's just skip it. You know, it's, we'll make up for it. Like that, those are the two parts of your brain. And when you start planning for Black Friday early on and you give the power to your prefrontal cortex, you are going to make better spending decisions because marketing uh, crazes, campaigns, all of that is designed to really speak to your amygdala, right? All of the flash sales, all of the numbers, all of that is designed to activate your amygdala so if you go into black friday seeing what they have you are going to buy something because you're essentially entering a scenario or a situation in which like it's like your amygdala against all these like powerful marketing forces right and so my background is in marketing so i like see and understand all of this um from a like you know, this is my job. And so I, I have to like learn how to do this. And then from the flip side of like, oh yeah, like this is really set up for you to just like let go of like, you know, the decisions that your prefrontal cortex made to actually really help your amygdala thrive. So one of the ways to combat this is to look up prices now and bookmark what you have decided with your prefrontal cortex is what you need to get. So for me, my husband and I have different like thoughts and opinions on this. For me, I will only go in buying what I have written down in my prefrontal cortex. He's kind of like a no, 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 but let's see what comes up. And so we have kind of this like hybrid way of like, okay, we're going to actually have a list and then we'll have like a set amount for like in the moment things. But even that in the moment things, we have kind of like a um, ceiling of what that could be, right? Like you can't just decide in the moment, like, oh, we're going to drop an extra $700, right? Like it could be like an extra hundred or an extra, you know, 150 or whatever that is. So if you have a partner and you both think about these things differently, just know that there are definitely ways to, um, you know, work, work with each other that kind of, um, you know, you can, you can do both methods, right? So this is kind of like one of the ways, um, so you're going to write down, make that list, and then you're going to calculate what you see yourself spending, right? So write that down. Maybe it's $100, maybe it's $200, maybe it's $500. Maybe you know, hey, I actually want to get a new vacuum, and right now it's selling for um, $200, and on Black Friday, we're going to see how much it is, but I'm already planning to get it, and if it's cheaper, then I'll get it on Black Friday. That's how you actually maximize and optimize over the holiday, like over this holiday. Um, but other times like they don't actually lower the price. I don't know if you guys know this. You probably do. <laughs> they just pretend they marked it down. So you always want to get on the front end of like what actually is the selling out way before this like craze of a holiday comes up and then, you know, make decisions that way. But first, like make a decision about what you see yourself spending for this particular day, if that's even something on your radar. Now, the second thing is going to be Thanksgiving, right? 
So for Thanksgiving, you want to think through, okay, who's hosting this year? What will I need to bring, right? So that's one scenario. Maybe your sister is hosting. Maybe your mom is hosting. Maybe, you know, your mother-in-law is hosting. Cool. What, what, um, what do you plan on bringing and how much will that be, right? Like, are you bringing a side? Are you bringing a main dish? Are you um, bringing a, like activity for you guys all to do, right? Whatever your, your holidays look like, what do you want to account for that you're going to be spending for Thanksgiving? Um, if you're hosting, it's a whole other, you know, list of things. Like, do you see yourself buying more decor to like host? Do you see yourself, um, you know, having to rent tables or chairs or kind of, you know, figure that out. What amount of extra money will you need to have for food, right? Like, are you taking on more dishes since you're hosting? So you want to get clear on like, okay, what will I need in addition to my normal regular grocery spending, right? So if your grocery spending is at like $500 a month, um, what extra will you need in Thanksgiving to cover any of like the hosting things or the or the uh, bringing to the event right so you want to like get a total of what that will be okay so at this point you have a total for what you will plan to spend on black friday and now you have a total for what you will spend for thanksgiving okay so now you want to add those two up and you want to get a total for what you believe you will spend for black friday and thanksgiving Okay, so you add those up and that is the extra amount of money you are going to spend in November. I want you to know what this is ahead of time. And here's the best way for you to keep tabs of like, am I actually spending in accordance to what I said that I would spend? A pro tip is to use a separate credit card that's starting at a zero balance so you can easily see if you're staying on track. So for example, if you do did all of this math and you add a grand total of, okay, in November, I'm going to spend an extra $400, then go ahead and get a credit card that's starting at zero and make that your like holiday spending card. So all of um, November, you're putting money on that card. And you're just keeping tabs of the balance, right? Is it getting to 400? Okay, no, it's at 175. Okay, now it's at 225. Okay, I need, you know, so you're, you just have a very easy way to get feedback about where you're at that's separate from your normal month-to-month spending. So that's one of the best ways to do it. Um, another way to do it is just open a completely different separate checking account. Put in the $400 there and then make that the um, where you spend from, Right. So you want to just create a system that actually helps support the plan. This is one of the biggest things that I see like as a mistake that people make when they start planning their finances is they just keep the plan on paper or in a spreadsheet, but they don't actually create a system that allows them to support that plan. That's why when we when you join one-on-one money coaching, we work on both, right? A lot of my clients have tried to like plan out their money and create a budget, but they never create a money system that supports them to actually get the feedback they want, make it simple, you know, understand exactly where their money's going. Like all of that is super important and you want to, you know, be able to do both. Okay. Then you're going to flip the page and now you're going to put in December slash Christmas, right? So this is going to cover the whole month of December. So that you want to account for four big categories here. There's going to be food, gifts, activities, and travel. Those are the four like buckets that your December and Christmas will have. So for food, some of the questions you want to ask yourself is what amount do I want to add to my normal groceries to account for holiday treats, right? 
Like, am I going to be baking more? Are my kids want going to want um, Trader Joe's Christmas JoJo's? <laughs> That's always on my list. So I definitely like understand that that is like a fun holiday treat that you you know may want to get um hot chocolate you know like just all of these holiday related things that don't normally come up but that are just going to be a part of your like you know groceries for the month of september what amount do you want to allocate for that then what amount do you want to add for your holiday parties right if you go to an annual christmas party and you bring a side dish how much do you want to count for that um, if you're going to another party and you want to actually order a charcuterie board, how much is that going to be? Like really think through like what parties am I attending and what would I like to bring? And then what do you want to account for like the actual holiday dinner, right? Are you, you know, where are you guys hosting um, Christmas if you celebrate? What amount do you foresee yourself needing for that specific dinner? All of that. So again, under food, use these questions that kind of give you a total. So put food, estimate of the total here's the thing you might be like whoa whoa Andrea like you're asking me to like think through numbers that you know I have no reference to I want you to focus on choosing your best guess like what is your best guess for what you will need for a holiday party what is your best guess for a holiday dinner what is your best guess for extra that you'll need for groceries every week because of the holidays you want to start with your best guess when I did this for the first time there was things that I was off in, right? Like I didn't get it right. But the thing is, you're not just going to do this one time. You're going to do this every year because this is going to become a habit and a rhythm that's going to allow you to walk into the holidays stress-free. And the more that you do it, the more precise that you get, the more that you understand yourself, the more that you understand what comes up, the more that you understand how much you need for what, right? And so it's not about getting it right. It's about your first, especially for the first time, it's about putting down numbers and having like a rough estimate of what you think. Now, when you end the holidays, you'll be able to see like, oh, okay, I was like right on track or like actually I over budgeted or like actually I under budgeted. None of those are a fail. It's just you practicing for the first time, like getting familiar and attuned to your spending, right? And so if this year you under budget, it's not a fail because next year you have a reference point, right? You have a reference point of like, actually this year I under budgeted by like $300. Next year, I know I'm going to start with this amount. And so it's a win because now you're setting yourself up for the future, which is literally the whole point of financial planning. <laughs> okay. Second category, gifts. Uh, for gifts, you want to write down a list of everyone you're planning to give a gift to this year. And you also want to consider kind of like the small gifts, right? Like, for example, if you give a gift to a teacher or like a daycare worker or like service people, um, like the mailman, you know, like just like the small gifts also consider. Um, and then once you have everybody written down, decide how much you would like to spend on that gift for that person right and I want you to decide trying to find like the perfect balance of like giving and honoring your financial wellness like both of those get to be present in the conversation and you want to find like what is that balance for me once you write down everybody go ahead and add the numbers to get a total and this is going to be your total for gifts okay moving on to activities so activities might be you know it just depends on like you know, uh, your season of life, you might be like, yeah, we don't do that. Or like, yeah, we do that all the time because we have kids, right? 
So think through all of the holiday activities that may come up. Maybe going to see Christmas lights, maybe going to a local event with your partner, maybe going to theme parks, maybe there's like festivals, right? One year there was like this like light up the town thing that came to Orlando. And so like we drove there, I think that tickets were like $40 or $50 um, and it was fun. And then at the place we, you could buy like hot chocolate or like there was a Christmas market, all that stuff. So think through all of those things and write down like, okay, I see myself going to like this thing that was being advertised. I see myself um, spending X amount, maybe going to like ice skating. If you know, you live in a town where that's a thing. I live in Florida, so not a thing here, but like really, you know, think through and add up all the activities you think you'll participate and then get a total. So that will be your total for activities then travel. So if you're traveling, what are the extra costs, right? What is the airfare? If you're driving for a long time, what is the extra for gas? Like you want to think through all of those things. If you're staying with family, if you're not staying with family, like how much are you going to account for that? So you want to like get that total and put it as your um, total amount for travel. Okay. So at this point you have those four categories and I want you to add your totals for food, gifts, activities, and travel, okay? That is going to be your total number for the amount that you're gonna allocate and spend in December and Christmas. Now, I want you to look at that number and decide if you're good with it, right? Do you feel like this is an amount you want to spend? And if not, what can you do to change it, right? How can you find a number that better aligns with you? right? So that is what you're going to then go back and like, you know, tweak like, okay, maybe I'm actually going to do this instead of that. Or maybe I'm going to like, you know, you're going to kind of figure out what is the number that you feel really good going into the holidays and being like, yep, that feels good. That's what we're going to spend. Um, because you have control over that number. Typically the reason why like the holidays feel really stressful is because people get to the end of the like, end of December, they look at their credit card balance or they'll look at their bank account and they'll be like, oh, wow, like I didn't realize, right? And what we're trying to do by planning is take away the shock factor of like, I don't know what the number is. So when here you look at the total number and it like you see it and you make a decision on it, getting to December is not going to feel as scary because your brain is not going to have to operate under like, I don't know, I don't know how much this is, uncertainty. Uh, instead, you're going to know this is the number I have decided I am spending and I feel good about it. I made a decision with my prefrontal cortex and now it just doesn't get to be a surprise. We're not stressed about it. We just know that is the number, right? Okay. So I hope that you guys, if you're listening to this when you're driving, I want you to like actually sit down with a notebook, piece of paper and do this pause so you can actually take your numbers um, and, you know, kind of have these numbers actually written down on a piece of paper and then use the money system of creating a um, separate checking account to store that money and spend from there or starting each month with a zero balance credit card where that is where you're you know putting your holiday spending okay so now let's talk about the emotional side of it all right like let's now consider the emotional side of spending and all that comes up when you're actually trying to implement this plan right so we can feel a lot of pressure 
to give and a lot of obligations to give. And it comes from a lot of different places, right? Maybe your family sees you as being like really like well off. And so they expect you to give big, right? But they don't actually know the intimate details of your finances. They're just like, oh yeah, they're making a lot of money, right? Like they have this big job or they're doing really well. And so there's like this pressure or this like perception that you're like, oh, I know that you think this about me, but like I actually I'm also navigating, you know, paying off my credit cards or this expense for me like increased drastically this year. And so like they don't really know that about you, but you still feel like this pressure and obligation to give because of the perception that they have of you. Um, maybe other members of your family are giving a lot. And so you feel like this pressure to also give big and so you're like oh like this is just what we do like we just are givers we're just gift givers and you feel like you need to continue this like you know pattern that you see in your family because like it creates almost this like belonging um perhaps like your family talks about other people who didn't give as like being cheap or you know, things like that. And so you're afraid of them talking about you like that. And so you just kind of are like, yeah, yeah, I'll just go with it, right? Like, I'm just going to go with what is normal so that I don't like, so that I don't create any sort of conversations around me, right? So that's like family related. There's also like maybe someone at work gave you a gift or a friend gave you a gift. And now you feel this like pressure to reciprocate since like the gift was really nice. Since you're like, oh my gosh, like, if you give me something, then I have to give you something. And like, trust me, like I know what this feels like when Jared and I started dating. I was like, I'm fully forced, like fully, um, gosh, what am I trying to say? Fully on the like, hey, I want to save my emergency fund. And like had all these big goals. And he was like, I'm getting you like four gifts. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like I grew up in a family where we gave our, gave each other one gift, maybe two. And so I was like, whoa, I have to like, compete not not even compete like I have to outdo you but I have to like keep up with you and so there's this pressure of like if someone gives me two gifts I have to give them two gifts if someone gives me a gift that's a hundred dollars and I have to give them a gift that's a hundred dollars and it's like creates this like weird energy with gifts because it's like oh why are we giving gifts right like it's because we want to like give someone and it's like it, it doesn't need to be transactional it could just be from like one person to another like I'm giving you a gift and that's like the whole purpose is to just like give and receive freely right um but kind of being stuck in that cycle of pressure just creates this like really heavy and stressful feeling um another reason might be that maybe um you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to find quote unquote the perfect gift and that ends up meaning you spend way more than you were originally thought right and so um, this can kind of come with like people who don't love gift giving or they feel a lot of pressure to like just create this like really great reaction from the person that they're gifting the gift to. And so because of that, because of the pressure to kind of create this perfect gift scenario, you just spend way more than you thought and you justify it because it's like, oh, like this is just going to be, you know, great and it's going to be perfect and they're going to love it. And yes, but when you do that, you you know, forget to kind of honor your own financial wellness and you don't have to pick either or there is a way to like honor both. Um, another reason might be you wait too long and now you're panic buying things and hoping that what you get is what they like. And sometimes you overcompensate because you're like, well, let me just buy more, right? Like I can't buy the perfect gift. So I just get them like three things that are like average. And so 
he agreed this like, okay, well, I'm not buying the perfect thing, but I'm buying a lot. And so again, you kind of like overcompensate and overspend. Um, so if you feel this, just know that you're not alone. I have felt every single one of these things and you're actually like pretty normal. Studies show that like seven out of 10 people are stressed by the feeling of like lacking time or lacking money when it comes to gift giving. And about 50% of people like are stressed about the pressure to give or get gifts for others. So just know that you're not the only person thinking about this during the holiday season. Everyone is pretty much navigating the season and silent pain, <laughs> which is so crazy. Um, because there's a part of me that's like, why do we do this to ourselves? Like, why, why do we just like not like a part of me is like, why don't we just like revolt from these societal norms that like make us feel obligated to give? And why don't we just say kind of like, mm, I'm done here. I'm going to do it my way, which brings me <laughs> to my solution, right? Like, what if we just didn't succumb to societal rules about gift giving? Like, what if we're just like, mm, no, I actually don't like how this is, you know, going. I don't like how this functions. I don't like all of this. I'm going to do it my way. Now, in order for that to happen, you have to lean in to feeling. You have to lean in to growing your capacity to feel. Because here's the thing. The reason we give into obligation and pressure is because we're uncomfortable feeling an emotion. We give when someone gives because we don't want to feel bad at the thought of them being angry or thinking badly of us because we didn't reciprocate the gift, right? So this is just one example, but it causes us to spend to solve someone's thoughts about us. And this is not sustainable, right? Because essentially what we're doing is we're trying to control people, right? I am going to give and overexert myself so that you think good things about me, right? So that you don't think X about me, so that you feel good about this transaction, right? But what if we just grew the capacity to feel discomfort, to feel the discomfort of like, yeah, this is super uncomfy. I didn't plan on giving this person a gift and they just got me this big gift. And ooh, I feel this feeling in my chest and it feels like goosebumps down my neck and like, ooh, I'm just feeling the emotion of it without trying to run away from the feeling and panic buying something for them that overexerts ourselves so that we don't have to feel that and then they can just like not have thoughts about us right? You see how this cycle plays out. And during the holiday season, there are so many opportunities for this cycle to play out with us just like running away from our emotions and instead just like buying something to fix the problem. We're spending to solve for someone else's thoughts about us. And we don't have to do that, right? We don't actually have to like panic buy things to solve for someone's thoughts what we can just do is lean into feeling because once we lean into feeling the discomfort we can then just move on and make a clean decision about what we want to do right again we make a clean decision with our prefrontal cortex as opposed to our amygdala that's probably freaking out and being like we must buy them something now we just like feel the emotion allow ourselves to feel discomfort discomfort and then we make a clean decision about what I'm going to do. It might be that like, hey, next year, I'll just get this person a really nice gift because this was unexpected. Or it might be that, you know what? 
I'm going to like shower them with an unexpected gift because this meant a lot for me and I want to be able to do this, but maybe not in the season because I already have a plan, right? There are so many different options that don't require you to panic by a gift because you feel bad that this person might like feel some type of way about you or you feel bad receiving, which is a whole other conversation is like, how can we just increase our capacity to receive without having to reciprocate? That was great. Like it truly is a skill is like, how do I just receive without always having to reciprocate knowing that there's going to be times where I'm going to give and it's not going to be reciprocated. And like relationships don't have to be so transactional. They could just be like, can I give love? Can I receive love? Can that person give love? Can they receive love? And it'll be just a, a harmonium, harmonious balance that doesn't necessarily have to be transactional. So that is kind of one scenario. Another scenario can be, I don't want people to think I'm cheap, <laughs> right? And I grew up hearing this, right? My family did a really big gift exchange and every family, like every family bought gifts for every other family member. So my my mom is one out of eight and so we have a big family and so we have like my aunt's family and my other aunt's family and my uncle's family and all just like these, these different families and so each family bought gifts for like my cousins from one family and my cousins from another family and, and all of that and so at one point um I realized that from my our household when my brother and I got jobs and you know we're out of college um we were giving like my parents were giving a gifts for all of my little cousins I was giving a gift to all of my little cousins my brother was giving a gift to all of our little cousins and it wasn't until we had to take two cars to fit all of our gifts that I was like this is excessive right like this just feels like a lot it just I think it was the first time where I was like I over exerted myself to you know be able to kind of keep up with this tradition or this thing that we do and it feels really excessive because this just kind of feels like I just don't vibe with like consumerism as much. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, let me reevaluate here. And so I realized that this came from hearing like family members say like, oh, que dirán o para que la gente no hable, which means like, what will they say? Or like, just do it so people don't talk. And I think I like played this over in my head and it became like this just like rule that I operated by. Um, and I just decided that that holiday that like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. Like you can talk about me if you want to, right? Because the truth is maybe people do talk. Maybe your family members do gossip about what gifts someone got and how grandiose it was and who didn't give a gift and how, you know, that didn't look right or whatever, but what if you just grew the capacity to let your family, friends, and community just have their thoughts? It's so freeing. <laughs> Being on the other side, it is so freeing. Like people can have thoughts about your gift giving and you can just be like, yeah, you can just be wrong about me, right? That's not actually who I am. Like that's not actually like um, my values. That's not actually what I believe. But you, you're entitled to your opinion. You can have it about me and you're just wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong about me. <laughs> and that's kind of like how I navigate my life now. And granted, like I actually don't believe my family members are like out in the corner gossiping about me um, because I've decided like, no, this is what gift giving is to me. And so I took time to like rewrite the gift giving rules that were presented to me by my family 
And I've decided, no, actually gift giving is very personal to me and I it's going to look different every year and I'm going to choose different people to give gifts to and I'm going to do it for these reasons and it's going to just feel so good and like harmonious to me um, because they're my rules and I've just like unapologetically let go of like these rules don't serve me and I actually don't think they serve anyone so <laughs> I'm not doing them anymore right and so I think it's just coming to terms with like it's okay for people to be wrong about you it's okay for them to misunderstand you but could you just grow your capacity to feel misunderstood but growing your capacity like takes time right like I remember the first Christmas I like opted out of doing this for my extended family and I felt super uncomfortable just like sitting there in a family uh, gathering and like during our gift exchange and like you know not having a gift for every single person and only having a gift for a couple people um, and I remember just sitting there with the discomfort of being misunderstood or being judged. Um, but I knew and felt good about the decisions that I was making. And so I just let that be part of the process. Like I just allowed myself to feel uncomfortable and then just grew my capacity for it. Whereas now I'm like, this is what I'm doing. Love you, everyone. And I'm not doing it in like the energy of it is more coming from a place of like I feel so empowered and I actually like you know if someone were to say to me like I think that you know you're being this way that way or other I'd be like yeah okay like I definitely hear what you're saying that's not how I see it that's not you know my the way that I'm like choosing to do it from but I like I yeah I hear what you're saying it it could seem that way but it's not and so so I feel like you just have to be, feel really confident in yourself, in your reasons for doing something, in your values um, to be able to operate from this place of like true freedom, right? Because you want to go into these events just feeling in control and that's going to come from like just having confidence in what you have decided and what you stand for and the values that you have, right? And for me, like I just love now the way that I'm choosing to do it all. I love that gift giving is super personal to me. I love that every year it changes. I love that um, I get to be creative with it. Like I just love the way I gift give. And because of that, like this season for me just feels really like exciting and a time for me to be creative. And it's because I let go of the rules that weren't serving me and created rules that actually served me. Um, but it all came from, yeah, letting go of the societal rules and choosing to do things your way. So that is it for this week's episode. I hope you guys got a lot from it. This can be the most expensive time of the year, but it can also be the most wonderful time of the year. And that is only going to come when you lean into creating your own rules, your own spending rules, your own money decisions. And I show you how to do that inside my one-on-one -on -one money coaching program. If you're like, hey, I'm done navigating the holiday season feeling stressed and I want to actually have control over my money not just during this season but year round that I invite you to join one-on-one -on -one money coaching through the link in my bio on Instagram that's at building.gen.wealth or in the description below um, you'll book a call and we'll talk more about what we would do inside your specific program since one-on-one -on -one is kind of catered and customized to each person um, but yeah I hope this episode was helpful and I will see you guys next week bye